Okay, so we got the recording started, so I'll be there for download in a couple of days. Um, so welcome to the Teleseminar. I just want to just go over a couple of things. Uh, I'm going to talk for a bit on the topic for today, and uh, and then open it up to see if you have anything you want to share, uh, any questions that you have, and really anything you, you want to share uh, it doesn't have to just be with uh, the talk. Anything you're seeing about the principles, we could we could talk to as well. So I will let you know when we're ready for that. And then if you just uh, press star two, uh, I'll see that you have a, a, a question or a comment, and then I'll invite you to talk. So I'm going to start, and then um, you know, talk for a little bit, and then open it up to see if uh, anybody else would like to add any thoughts or questions or share anything. So I, I'm really uh, uh, I'm really excited about today's topic because it uh, I got inspired to talk about this uh, because of a number of things happening. One was I attended the uh, Three Principles Global Community Conference in uh, Minneapolis, and I did a few breakout sessions and presenting, but. A lot of the themes of the plenary sessions was to really talk about the spiritual nature, the spiritual energy that we really are a part of, that we really are are from. And um, and, and and one of the wonderful points about about this is um, that you know people were saying if you don't speak to the spiritual nature of our human functioning, then you uh, deny that it's there or you ignore it. I thought that was good. And I've been listening to some Sidney Banks tapes, and uh, he too was saying about the same thing, that you want to tell people, or you want to look yourself in the direction that you are a spiritual energy manifesting in a physical form. And if you don't really look there, in a way, even though you don't really can under, can't understand that intellectually, it kind of denies that that's what you really are. And then, um, as I've said in the past, um, when I was asked to talk about the principles to a group of psychologists many years ago and talk with Sid about it, he said, tell them it's spiritual. And, you know, through the years, I've continued to reflect on that, and this is becoming more of a, it's becoming more simple to talk in that direction. Um, and, you know, the, the thing about uh, talking to those psychologists, I really uh, made the title uh, something like uh, The Spiritual Understanding of Human Functioning. And I didn't know how psychologists would take that. But um, we we had, we filled the room and they had to turn away some people who wanted to register because of the shooting. So it's in a, it's in, people resonate, they wake up when you speak to the spiritual nature of the principles. So I wanted to, to speak to our human nature today and then kind of talk from there. So, again, you know, what we're really talking about are the principles, right? That's our true nature, these principles of mind, thought, and consciousness. And really to see simply that we are a spiritual energy. We are the intelligence of the universe. We are the energy that creates life. We are all a part of that. No one is born less than anyone else in terms of the connection to mind or the intelligence that they can 
they can manifest in their lives. Now, whether or not people can make use of the wisdom they are and um, rise to higher levels of consciousness, that's different. But everyone is mind, and everyone is the spiritual energy. And really, that energy is manifested in a form. It's, you know, manifested in our physical form. It's manifested through thought and consciousness. In other words, it's brought to a reality. It's a formless energy brought to reality through thought and consciousness. And that's it simply, you know. And thought and consciousness work together to form our moment-to-moment experience of our lives. Uh, and that's it. You know, when we look at the principles in this way, there isn't a reality that's wrong or a reality that's right. There isn't a reality that um, won't change. There isn't a, a reality that should be judged. It's nothing like that. It's simply that we have this spiritual energy that allows us to live our lives and to to know and see uh, the reality of life that we're born into. So, uh, you know, pointing ourselves toward this understanding as best as we can um, and telling others about it, if you're teaching the principle that it's spiritual, allows us to really wake that up in ourselves and other people. Because without that sense, people think it, think their experience is coming from from the wrong direction. They think it's coming from life itself rather than from the manifestation of the spiritual energy that they are through thought and consciousness. So I see the value and the importance of simply pointing ourselves in that direction whenever we can wake up to it and telling other people about it as well. Now through Sidney Banks' teachings, you know, through the years of attending the seminars and listening to his uh, tapes and his uh, videos, he makes some practical points that help with me pointing myself toward this. You know, he says that the energy really is love and understanding. And I really have found that to be so useful because I could know, I know love and understanding. I know what that is. As I talked about, uh, I think I talked about that last month. Um, but he also says that it, it's all of that. It's all of those feelings of joy, well-being. talks about it in terms of contentment, that when you find contentment, you are there. You are at the source of, of um, this spiritual energy. And every time you touch it, uh, you feel better, your thinking improves, and you gain more knowledge. You gain insights and realizations from the wisdom and um, uh, the wisdom and intelligence you, you are a part of. And isn't that a beautiful thing? She also says that if you really have found contentment, there could be no area of your life at that moment that isn't content. So you just, you, it isn't that you find contentment at work and then are not contented at home. Contentment is a level of consciousness that you rise to from your understanding of the principle. 
And contentment really is at that moment, that space of contentment, that moment of it, there's no thought. See, there's no thought. And that's how you're able to kind of connect with this deeper wisdom, the feeling of love and understanding. It's really mental health and it's really contentment is really the antidote to addictions because, see, addiction is always people thinking that they've got to feel better, right? It's people really wanting to feel contentment, really wanting to feel peace of mind, really wanting to get connected to joy and and uh, and uh, well-being. And when you really do gain to get to a level of contentment, uh, you have no thought that you need more, you see? That's what contentment is. You're, in a way, as Sidney says, you're satisfied with what is. Well, if that's the case, then you have no thought that you need to feel better than what you're feeling. So that's the depth of um, what contentment brings and what what this energy, uh, this spiritual energy really is in a form. It's love and understanding. It is contentment. And it brings peace of mind and it brings healing to people. Because once again, you're not thinking you lack anything or need anything more in that moment of contentment. Now, of course, being in the human condition, uh, thoughts keep being created and we move away from it. But if we know really that's the source of, of our connection to mind, that when we can find our way back to love and understanding or contentment, we're really touching that. Um, energy of mind, um, that's all they need. That's all people need, see? They don't need to figure out how to do that. They don't need to know how to think about their thoughts differently or work with what is getting formed by thought and consciousness. They don't need any of that because once you realize the spiritual nature of you, you keep looking in that direction whenever you wake up to it again. So your thinking might lead you away from that for a bit or so, but uh, again, you become aware of looking in your direction of contentment, love, and understanding of the principles. And that is really all people need. That's why you don't want to go into talking to people so much about what to do with their thinking, because, you know, that's kind of away from it, isn't it? It's what's already fun. So anyhow, um, that's the feeling of it. And each time you come back and get a feeling uh, of contentment, you've touched mine. But, I mean, you're always mine, but it's just a way to talk about it. I, I don't want to distract you from the fact that you're always mine. But when you come back to the realization of that, you feel better. Just naturally feel better and your thinking is better, and you gain more knowledge. <laughs> it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Another hint that um, that Sidney has always pointed to is things like just be ordinary. He says that a few times on his tapes and videos, you know. And again, that's another thought just the direction and it's not something to work at but if you really get a feel for being ordinary that gets you back to the same feeling of contentment 
Because you see, you don't have to then work at being special. The ego goes quiet when you look at yourself being ordinary. A colleague of mine who I loved, he passed away, but he was a supervisor of mine in my clinical fellowship at the University of California in San Francisco. And he told me about, you know, when he was growing up and in school, all through school, uh, he had to be special in the sense that he had to be the most knowledgeable person in the class where at every grade level, including university and graduate school. And he told me of the intense pressure it was to try to maintain that specialness. Now, he didn't at the time think about it in these terms. He thought that's what he needed to do. He needed to live that way. But he was always troubled because he had always maintained that specialness and there was always going to be somebody smarter than him that he had to try to deal with and the feelings of comparison. You know, there's always somebody better than us at a higher level of consciousness than us and there's always somebody at a lower level of consciousness than us. So um, being ordinary looking to contentment is the antidote to these kind of learned ideas that we've innocently learned about how to feel good about ourselves. This idea of being special. I was just talking to someone, I'm coaching some three principles practitioners and today this person was working on um, that feeling of not celebrating, not being able to celebrate all she has a has all that she has changed through her understanding of the principle. And when we looked at that, we came to the same piece of specialness. She was still being plagued by perfectionism, you know, the idea that um, you should always be perfect in whatever you do. And we looked at it in a very wonderful way around how we have learned innocently to place a standard of how we should live. And uh, when we look at perfectionism, we, that, that standard is, uh, is humanly impossible to reach and maintain. Just ask this colleague, my supervisor, he, he was constantly trying to reach something that was humanly impossible to do, really. If you looked at it, again, because there will always be somebody more knowledgeable than you. But you can certainly feel bad about yourself. So, he hints that um, when Sidney Banks talked to them, they helped me. So if you look at being ordinary, if you look at contentment, if you look toward love and understanding, you'll move to the spirit, you'll move to, to completely be in that area of no thinking. You know, you'll have no thought of yourself. If you're ordinary, you'll have no thought to be better than somebody else. If you are ordinary like everyone else, that's kind of like the way you presented it, then you have no thoughts. And without thoughts, you're in a peaceful, loving feeling. So, um, so that's our nature. The nature, our nature is to truly be in contentment. In a way, that's just an idea of what mind is, right? The energy of mind. I don't really know it, you know? But 
I come close to it when I look at it in terms of um, love and understanding or wisdom or being ordinary. Um, and again, simply put, you are the spiritual energy of the universe manifesting every moment that you're alive through thought and consciousness. And through thought and consciousness, you are your form and you create a reality you're living in moment to moment. And uh, another piece I wanted to add today um, came from the event I did with Michael Neal in Santa Monica this weekend. We did a Friday night and Saturday together and it was just magical. There was a presentation of the principles through a couple of topics that we had, but we just used the topics to talk about the principles and it was just reached a depth of feeling and understanding. It was a very, very special event. But one of the things I wanted to share with all of you that fits in terms of our human nature was one of the questions that came my way. Somebody asked if we were a personality. Are we a personality? And really, if you look at the principles and how they play out, um, a personality, what we think of ourselves as a personality, really is just habits of thought. They're just learned thoughts we've had that we've accumulated that we continue to think in our lives and they lead us to kind of be a certain way. So when I was working in a program of addiction and recovery and running the program, everybody came in scared, not really showing scared, but they were fearful that they had an addictive personality. And what they thought then, if you have an addictive personality, is that you never can get away from it. You can stop it, you can work on it, but it's always there. But I said, no, you have no addictive personality. You just have addictive thinking. And if you understand the nature of the principle, you can rise above the way you're thinking now. And that's the hope of the principles, you see. The hope of the principles is you could live at a higher level of consciousness than you do now, and you're a different person. You may still have some of the similar thoughts you've had, you know, in the so-called personality. I do. But they're not, they don't define me anymore like they used to define me, you see. That's the key. Because I'm living at a higher level of understanding. So I live more in a whole different feeling level with a lot of different thinking that helps me live more the way I do now. So I'll give you a couple of, of examples. In my clinical practice, um, I just had a young man come in the other the other week, last week actually, who was suffering from a really uh, serious form of anxiety. I mean, he's anxious all the time. He would get into panic attacks and had a lot of beautiful thinking. And um, he was talking to me, um, uh, telling me about some things, uh, how he's changed a bit from our talking about the principle. And he was saying he picked his girlfriend up uh, on a Friday night a couple of weeks ago, to take her to a friend's house. And when she came into the car, she started to say she didn't think that the, his, the relationship with him would work, and um, she's so troubled about things. And 
what would normally put him into an anxiety attack. He said, he said he just thought about it differently. He just said to himself, I mean, it just occurred to him to let her thinking just run its course, you see. Just let it run its course and support her, support her feelings. Just um, be of support and, and, and comfort to her. So I guess he talked to her from there on the drive, and then she said something like, we're so different. You like different things than me. How could we get along? And he just said something, that, again, that occurred to him. Rather than getting panicked, rather than those thoughts uh, pulling him, he said to her, you know, I'm just a guy, and I like to do guy things. Uh, I like to get dirty in a dirt, riding my dirt bike. I like fishing. That doesn't mean anything about our relationship. And so he was telling me how he talked from this whole different place, coming to him from his understanding. And uh, she left to go, you know, he dropped her off, and then he went and picked her up a couple of hours later. And she came into the car, and he said, she apologized, and she said, you're different. You're, you're, you're just feeling different to me. You see, he was an anxious personality, and in that moment of the evening, that whole evening, he was actually at a different level of consciousness. So he was the same person. It was still him, right? But he was different. Now, he still has anxious thoughts, but you could, I can tell you the story because once you have a realization of the principle, you rise to another level of consciousness and you are different. So you're not a personality because of the fact that you are a spiritual energy, the intelligence of the universe. And that intelligence can manifest and lead you to another level of consciousness. And when you move to that other level of consciousness, you're a different person. And there are infinite levels, it says, of consciousness. So, my God, you know, how can you be a personality if there are infinite levels of your understanding that allows you to live differently? For me, too, you know, I've shared this story many times, but, you know, uh, um, prior to my realizing the principles, um, like I told many people, you know, I, I challenged all of my colleagues all the time. I debated them all the time. I kept, I lived in a world of how right I was and how wrong other people's ideas were. And when I realized the principles, I shifted. I, I was not that person. I had understanding from my colleagues. I supported them. I saw we were all trying to help people. I saw that they were doing it in their way through thinking. They had their own reality of things. So I never challenged them anymore. I just didn't, didn't seem like the thing to do. And, um, you know, six months into understanding the principles, I could I've mentioned before, a colleague of mine comes up to me and says, you've changed. And um, I want to know what it is that you're learning. So we started to talk about the principles, and that led to eight mental health professionals meeting with me once a week for two years as we uh, talked about the principles, how to teach them. And, uh, so, and that started me on this 31 years of teaching people about the principles. And how to share them with others, and I still do that. Uh, we would sit together and listen to Sydney Banks tapes, and they changed. 
it, they changed so much that a year into our meetings, people started to call us, oh, we're the God Squad, you know, because we would meet every Wednesday morning in what was called um, kind of like a meeting that was available to everybody to talk together about cases, and they could go into their own meet with whoever they wanted to, right? So people started to see that we would leave feeling well. They could just tell we were feeling great after we left the hour meeting. Then they started to call us the God Squad. Uh, the only reason I'm sharing that, again, it's a story that I want you to see you're not a personality. You can't be because thoughts are always changing. You always have an opportunity to see things from the higher level of awareness, a higher level of understanding. And when you do, you will move more toward contentment, well-being, understanding, and that will give you new thoughts. It will give you thoughts to use that will you will be different than you were at the at a lower level of understanding. So when you know, so then people were saying, you know, well they give personality tests at my work. And you know, again, all these tests, all they do really is they kind of uh, you know, they kind of look at your thoughts at a certain level of consciousness. That's what they're looking at. You know, the questions in any personality test are only grabbing you at a certain level of consciousness. You know, people as <laughs> give a personality test to um, Sidney Banks and he would like break the scale. There would be no measurement of him. So, uh, so, so, so again, once again, we're just looking at the, our true nature uh, being like um, this this infinite uh, connection to intelligence, not just a connection, but a part of you are you are that in a form, and so is everyone else. You know, so is everyone else, and we're all going about life moment to moment, um, using the principles to create a reality we're living in. And if you have more understanding of that, you have more understanding for yourself. And you have more understanding for other people. That came out too. Excuse me. In the event we had at Santa Monica, as people were sharing their understanding, and they were talking about having more understanding for other people, because other people are just being, are just living according to, you know, the level of thinking that they're in, the level of consciousness. So. They can't do any better than what they're doing unless their consciousness rises. So um just want to take a little break there and kind of check in with you. Um, again, this is really um, a time for us to talk together, not just for me to present something. And um, we, it's okay if... Um, you don't want to have anything to share or do not have any questions, but I would love to hear from anybody. And um, here's what you do. If you have any comments you want to share or any thoughts you want to share, any questions, really, anything about the principles, um, just press star two. And um, I will see that. And then I'll, I'll open up your microphone. So, um, anybody have anything they want to share at the moment? Um, any questions about what's being presented? 
Uh, if it's making sense, could you share? Would you, would you mind sharing? Sorry about that. Don't mind that noise. <laughs> uh, um, if you have anything that you heard today that you'd like to share, that would be great. Anybody just press star two? Okay. Anyway, anytime along the way, if something comes to mind that you wanted to share, I'd love to hear it. You know, if you've listened to some of the other uh, teleseminars, um, some of what people shared really deepened our, our, our call. Um, some of what people shared touched me and other people on the call. So um, I really do welcome an interaction with all of you, and it's here for all of you. So uh, don't worry about um, a question. Um, so, so um, again, um, let me just see here. There is somebody here. Let me just check some somebody uh did a start to there's no name or anything but if it's you, you go ahead and say hello is it me it is oh hi hi Mark. hi who is it it's yeti oh hi hi first of all thank you so much i always enjoy uh, listening to your teleseminars oh you're welcome um so I, I just wanted to share like from what you we were talking about I had like a try and make a shot. So we had today uh, like a, I don't really know where to start from, but we had today like a very chaotic day and like very it was like one of the worst days I had probably in my life. I live in uh, in Israel and we had uh, just outside our house like Outside the building where I live, we had a terrorist attack, and um, it was um, four people were killed in the synagogue by uh, by a gunman, and and uh, they had knives and they stabbed them. And it was like four people who I knew, and it was like all uh, who it is and who were they, and nobody knew what's going on, and it was very. Uh, Nervous wrecking day, and um, like it was big shock. Also, it's very quiet neighborhood, yeah. and and uh, we're not used to it. it's like out of most of the things happening usually. So it was like a big shock, and um, it was an amazing shift of consciousness from the shock of the morning to the afterwards. We we all there was like very big uh, funerals three of the people who were killed. And um, in the funeral, it was like the feeling of shock changed to like a feeling of, uh, like the feeling you were talking about, a feeling of love and uh, kindness to each other and people were like supporting each other and like there was no feelings of revenge or of hatred. Or, like it was so different from the, it was such a big shift in consciousness from the, the feeling of shock and of uh, 
yeah. unbelievable. Like, and it was it was amazing to me that the, the feeling that was there in the funeral and afterwards, and the love that people were feeling for each other, and the oneness that people were feeling between each other was like uh, really amazing. It was, and it gives hope to me what you what you talk about there. Each of us has a place to connect the mind and to get back to their uh, well-being and mental health. It's a wonderful thing, you know, that that can happen, that uh, we are that. And so we can heal uh, one another uh, and comfort one another and express that true... uh, depth of being a spiritual being and I mean that's really the hope of these principles that in a you know tragic traumatic event that people can find a way to come together and feel one and support one another and be in a feeling that will heal that's the feeling that heals I'm just so sorry you had to have that experience but again, the thing that is so hopeful is that that's what we are. We are love and understanding, and that 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 could be exhibited, and people could live in that together. Uh, brings mental health back. Brings brings uh, peace of mind. Brings uh, an understanding that. Uh, no one can take that away from me. Like you said, no it brings one, a no feeling of it brings a feeling of healing. It brings a feeling of healing. healing. Yeah, healing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and no one can take that away from you because that's what you are. See, circumstances can't take it away from you. I mean, you know, th- thinking around circumstances can move it away for a bit, but but cir- no circumstances in the world could take away what you truly are. And it's just beautiful that you could have the shift in consciousness and experience with your community because that heals. That That is the only thing that heals, is love and understanding. And that it's deeper than just saying love and understanding. It's that feeling you said of oneness. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Move, moving out of the personal world into the world of the spiritual energy, right? Right. Yeah, and that's what heals people all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, once again, my heart goes out to you. Um, my love goes out to you. And um, and I'm just so happy in the way that you found that your community was able to bring love to one another and I'm sorry that you have to experience those circumstances. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. It really Thank gives a feeling t- of, of, of hope. Like, uh, yeah, that's that's exactly hope. The, Yeah. That's exactly what the principles provide is hope. Thank you again for sharing it. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Anyone else have something they'd like to share? Any other thoughts or or questions?
I mean, it's just beautiful hearing from people, even when we, when people talk about a, a, a tragedy. I mean, who can imagine losing friends and loved ones that way? But on our other calls, people talked about some tragedies for themselves and then kind of seeing it through the understanding of the principles. And it just allows us to um, see that the depth of consciousness we can move to to take care of our ourselves in the circumstances of life. I hope this has been helpful to you to to kind of point toward the spiritual, you know. It isn't really a a big thing, you know. Uh, When I first heard the principles and Sidney Banks was talking about mind, thought, and consciousness. I'll tell you something. I didn't get it at all. I, I was like, oh, man, I don't get this. But but along the way, as I stayed in reflection and listening to it, and it just started to, realizations just started to come. And, uh, and to, to really just see that you don't want to try to get it intellectually, but that we are just the spiritual energy the intelligence in the universe. Um, what a special thing that is. I mean, not that we're special because every every living thing is the expression of it, right? Every everything is the expression of it and we have the gifts that we can recognize that uh we're creating a reality we live in through thought and conscious moment to moment. I think that's a wonderful gift for us as humans to be able to realize what's going on. And so to to be grateful for that, you want to live in gratitude that um, you may not see it right now, but the next moment you could see it. That's what he means by being one thought away from contentment, one thought away from love and understanding. People suffering with what we would call mental illness are one thought away from mental health because of the fact that they are mine. See, because they are mine, at any moment, they can have a realization that brings them to love and understanding and contentment and it heals them. Any, If anybody has a question to share or anything they want to share, just, oh, I see there is somebody else uh, from, uh, I've got somebody here. It says uh, Everett Washington. Would you like to say something? And there's also somebody, Deal, New Jersey. So let's start with somebody around Washington. Hello? Hello? You can, can start you talking. Me? Yeah, there you go. There we go. I just took myself off mute. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, great. Yeah, this is Dan from sunny Seattle area. Hi, Dan. Oh, Dan, great to hear from you. It's sunny. Yeah. Oh, my God. What's that? I said, oh, my God, it's sunny up there. Yes, sunny and cold. (laughs) Well, the question I had or the, the, um, what's kind of, bubble up with me is I, I I love to find myself in that feeling that you talk about in service to others. And sometimes when I 
say, okay, now I, I need some, I need some guidance for me. <laughs> I, I come in, in and out of just, I guess, very creativeness, very, a creativeness that kind of borders on problem solving and analysis and kind of this free for the free thought rumblings and 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 sometimes i i play around with both of those and and i i i find myself thinking okay i still don't have an answer of where to go from here <laughs> yeah yeah and so uh i can always turn back towards serving others and in my day-to-day life of getting a non-profit going and and uh friends and family and and yet when I when I point back to okay well I need to develop my my business and and my 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 serving of people professionally um it, it's really funny because I find myself falling back into problem solving still in 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 that love and understanding Yet, uh, I, I sometimes wonder what the difference between distinguishing those two and waiting for a direction, waiting for for a for a, a pull, I guess you could say. <laughs> and I liked the topic that you you kind of brought out, that, you know, finding your your direction, or I can't remember what the topic was, but just just find listening to that. So there's a there's a deep listening that you've talked about in many of your trainings that uh I guess there's always there's always more <laughs> in, in in learning to to just let that overcome us, that listening instead of try to listen. Um so I, I, I don't know where my question is going actually, other than how do you Engage your listening. There's, I mean, you can say, well, yeah, just, just, just listen deeply. But you know, how do you, how do you move into that listening place, and how do you know it's, it's, it's actually in that, in that mind zone more than, than the thought zone. Uh huh. Well, I had a couple. I have a couple of thoughts, Dan, yeah. and. You know, uh, just in terms of uh, of our time together, I'm just going to share a few thoughts here. One is that there's something happens. I I would suggest uh, that something happens when you're in the be of service state of mind for others. That something happens to that when you point it toward yourself. Because the idea of being of service is really coming from a deeper feeling, mm. and uh, and I think some being able to look at how to be of serve being the being of service to you might be a helpful thing because somehow thought gets in there to make it look like it's a different thing or you got to engage some other kind of thinking. So that was just something that came up for me as you were talking because you get yourself there in the service of other people or kind of a dream you have of helping other people, but it's no different than looking toward yourself except that there's different thinking involved. 
Because mm. if, if the kind of being of service, you want to get in the same feeling toward yourself. Now, mm. in terms of the listening, I really do. Uh, I, I really do. I get, I clear my head. Uh, honestly, and that's trying to describe it. I clear my head of my own thinking. And, um, and so that means everything, you know, whether I, um, get a little nervous because I can't, I don't really get what the question is yet, or I'm thinking about, uh, you know, how long this is taking or things like that, or I think about a grocery list. I have to clear my head of that and try to really hear the other person. Mm. And, um, I think there's a different feeling to it. Uh, there's a feeling when I'm in my own thinking about uh, uh, my own thinking about what other people are saying to me or, or when I'm really, really uh, outside of myself, not thinking so much about my own thoughts and really trying to hear the other person. There's a different feeling. Mm. Um, and I guess the best I could describe it uh, is that when I'm thinking my own thoughts, I really know that I'm here. Mark Howard is here. And I get a whole kind of, I get all kinds of different feelings. But when I'm thinking quiet, quietly or not, when I'm really trying to hear the other person, it feels to me like I'm not thinking, I'm not in there. I'm not in, I'm not thinking of myself. I'm not there. It's more about the other person. So, I hope that was helpful to you, Dan. And um, yeah. in terms of time, I'm going to go on to our next person here. Thanks for sharing with us, Dan. I hope I hope that that helped. And uh, there's somebody here from Deal, New Jersey. Hi, Mark. Hi. Hi, Stephen. How are you doing? Oh, hi, Stephen. I'm doing good. Uh. First, I want to say thank you so much for making these talks. I really enjoy them. Oh, great. Yeah. I don't always I get love the do, I, I love doing them and having everybody on the call. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> well, I just wanted to... Um, something you said earlier that just kind of reminded me of and I don't know what you said, but it kind of reminded me of uh, an experience I had the other day where I just felt like um, I kind of noticed that I was creating all of my situations in my head and I was living, believing that they were happening. And I didn't realize, I thought that I was dealing with the situation always that I'm trying to resolve. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. But somehow I saw that I'm not dealing with the situation. I'm dealing with my thinking. And that is the situation. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, I think that's true. And it was just, it was really powerful for me to see, like, to just see that. Because it's a whole different game when you're dealing, you know, with your, with, when the situation is your thinking than when the situation is the situation. Yeah, that's beautiful. Did you find that helpful for you? Yeah, it, it relieved all the stress and anxiety about the situation because it was no longer, you know, it was just thought. It wasn't. Yeah, wasn't yeah. That's a beautiful point you made. It's like uh, 
you're you're not that 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 our thinking is the situation. That's a that's a beautiful insight. Yeah. It reminds me of the we talked a bit on Friday night, Michael Neal and I, uh, about self improvement, you know. And one of the things about self improvement is is you uh you've gotta think that uh there's an issue about yourself that you've got to improve. And it look, before you understand the role of thought and consciousness, you think, you really think there is something about yourself to improve but you but when you realize the nature of thought you see that you're just making up an issue for yourself to get concerned about it's really you creating the issue that's the that's that that's making the problem because if you look at the fact that your mind there's nothing to improve so it's the same kind of thing i think of what you're saying that it could you could look at the circumstance and, they, and that looks like a problem until you realize that it's your thinking that's the problem. Is that yeah, what you were saying, Stephen? That's exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I explained. Yeah. Yeah, I so, think that's beautiful. I think that's really beautiful. It actually made me laugh to try to deal with the problem afterward because it, it, was, it was almost funny, you know, entertaining to try to... Because it didn't, it didn't exist anymore. It's like you're trying to grasp at something that's not there. You know, I, I, uh, I see. You know, I do a lot of work with relationships, and I see that all the time with couples. You know, that one of the things that's so hard to realize in relationships is that the problem is kind of created through thought and consciousness. You know. Uh, through like, let's say, fault finding. Let's say you've got that way of using thought. And so when you fault find, there's a lot of faults that you'll see. And uh, when couples um, first come in to see me, they are full of uh, faults or problems, you know, because of the kind of thinking they've been doing with each other. But when they wake up to fact of how that gets created through thought and consciousness, they touch their spiritual nature again, and they get a feeling of love and understanding, and uh, in that feeling of love and understanding, thought gets manifested in terms of generosity and gratitude. So they're living in a lot of those feelings, and then a lot of those faults or problems just go by the wayside. People they don't have them anymore. They don't exist. See? Because they listen to another level of consciousness. Again, that doesn't mean couples couldn't talk about things with each other or would like to ask something of each other, but they don't exist as faults. They don't exist as problems. And it's a beautiful, again, it's going back to our first caller today and to Dan and all is that uh, that really the, there's a hope here in the principles like even Dan is saying he's, he's looking for another way to look at himself and understanding the principles gives us the hope to even say that to even ask how can I get the same feeling I get when I'm giving to others and give to myself and it's the same feeling it's there 
ready to manifest. And when you catch it and you start to see what you just said, Stephen, that it's really the thinking that's the situation, uh, the situation goes. It, can, it must because now you're at a different level of consciousness. So life looks different. So it's a, it's a beautiful thing to speak to what we truly have going for us. Um, and isn't it something that we have this going for us and we don't have to learn strategies that it can manifest? Maybe it doesn't manifest to, uh, our, to us in a time that we want it to, but it will. I like what you were saying, Dan, about... Um, uh, maybe you should just keep looking or just kind of keep open to it. I think you said something like that, Dan, at the time. I don't know the exact words, but that's what I heard from it, and that's it. You know, if you don't know a direction, you keep open. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a cold. If you keep open to hearing something. But that's beautiful, too, because you're pointed toward your spiritual nature. See, if you say, oh, man, I'm not really seeing anything yet, but I'll stay open, and I'll just be of service until I'm, I see something, that's beautiful because you're turning in the right direction. When you go to look at problem solving or how to anal- analyze this or figure it out, then you're moving into the forms so that you could just say, uh, well, you know what? I'll just stay at being of service until I see something for myself. Wow, that's beautiful. That's the way to ask about it for ourselves and for any circumstances we do. I don't quite see it yet, but I'll keep open. Wow, gee. That's what prayer is, really. I mean, honestly, that's what neutral, neutral prayer is. You know, it's kind of like saying help me see Uh, and that's in the direction we're talking about today Um, we're always part of mind right well we've always got the intelligence available but um, but sometimes that wisdom doesn't come forth at the time we like it so we stay open to to seeing more Like, for example, when Sidney Banks told me to talk to these psychologists and say it's spiritual, at that moment, I would have loved to see what he meant. I didn't, re- I didn't have the, I was a little insecure to ask, well, what do you mean? So I kind of thought it meant just tell people about the spiritual nature of the principle, which I did, and it went well. But over the last course of the last five years since he told me that, I get to see, I, I'm seeing more and more and more about it. So I would have liked to have seen the whole package five years ago when he told me. But to me, it's kind of a gradual increase in levels of understanding of what that means. You know? So I just stay open to seeing more. But see, staying open to seeing more, that's just my idea, okay? You'll have your own ideas. So what that means is that I'm turning toward the spiritual nature, right? I'm not getting into my intellect. I'm going to live my life and 
wait to see something from my my being part of mine. And that's all you can ask of yourself, and that's all you can ask of the people that you're sharing the principles with, is, um, is that peace, that they look towards their understanding that they are mine, manifesting every moment through thought and consciousness, a reality they're living in. And that reality they create, they experience completely uh, in, in terms of their physiology, their chemistry, and their feelings. And it, it, that's the understanding people need to get or to know. That's all they need to know. Um, okay, so, so folks, it's been great to have all of you on the teleseminar once again. Um, again, it was beautiful to hear from you too. Um, so again, this teleseminar will be available for downloading on my website, www.3principlesinstitute.org. And you write out three, T-H-R-E-E, three principles, institute.org, and go to the teleseminar um, page, and uh, you'll find all of the teleseminars that are there for downloading. So again, great talking with you. Uh, have a great month. Have a, uh, as we come into the holiday season, and uh, we'll be talking uh, again in December. So take care, everybody. Wish you well, and we'll talk soon. Bye. The conference is now completed. Goodbye. Welcome to the conference. Please enter the conference.